This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a very special Summer of Gaming edition of Gamescoop. I'm your host, Danny Damon Hatfield, and I'm joined today by Sam Claiborne, Justin Davis, and Matt Kim. What is up, everybody? Indeed. We're almost, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but what a week it's been for non-E3 2023. (laughs) Before we get started, just a reminder, IGN Summer of Gaming continues all through June. We've got some cool stuff in the works, so make sure you're following and subscribe to IGN wherever you like to watch. The Xbox Extended Showcase starts pretty soon, but before that, let's go over some of the highlights from these last few days. So we've gotten all the big conferences. Um, I'm sure there'll be some cool stuff from the Xbox Extended Showcase coming up, but the big ones are out of the way. How do we feel this uh, non-E3 week has gone overall? Sam? I feel like Xbox hit it out of the park, and I'm so excited to play a bunch of games that uh, we did not know about before this, but Star Wars was the the winner for me. Star Wars at Ubisoft. um, Star Wars Outlaws, as we now know it's called. That was also the highlight for me. If we were voting on Game of the Show at a regular E3, that's what I would vote for. Justin, how about you? Yeah, I just think K is so iconic instantly, right, with that kind of like, I don't know if it's 1970s hairstyle. Totally. We were talking about that. It's really funny you bring that up. As if if it were a movie made in that time. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And I think it just really, like, that character profile and the actress and you know just her little alien buddy and it's just like instantly I've seen that game for like eight minutes and I'm like okay this looks great I'm, I'm ready to go. Matt how about you? I, I mean I know you asked how we felt about the show but it sounds yeah. like we're just talking about Star Wars. So I also like Star Wars but no it was a good show I, I think um, definitely uh, you know after the death of E3 maybe possibly like as a, as a summer replacement this has been a pretty good show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you also agree that Xbox had the strongest showcase? 
I think so. I mean, I think in terms of just like, I mean, I don't know why people mess with the formula. People just want to see trailers and trailers and trailers and Xbox did it. They did the one that... Well, people say they want to see gameplay, gameplay, gameplay. And so a mix of trailers and gameplay, I think is what really right. make, make the difference. It was all in engine. Conference. That's the important part. <laughs> that was cool. I really liked that part of it. And, you know, yeah. bull shots and all. We don't know if that's going to look like any real games that are ever going to come out, but it looked really good. Yeah, I think I agree that Xbox had the strongest showcase. Although I, I'm, I'm and in we're the including camp. Sony. I want to like yeah, that's, that's, that's correct. Yeah. So the, I mean, the big ones, right, would have been Sony a couple weeks ago, yeah. Summer Game Fest, and then Xbox. Um, I think I, my feeling, which I think a, a lot of people agree with, is that the PlayStation Showcase was a little light on you know PlayStation games. Um, and then the Summer Game Fest is maybe an hour too long. Could cut out a lot of the free-to-play mobile games and that sort of stuff. But then Xbox, it was just all games, and that was great. I could have used more gameplay and I could have used more like release dates, I think so. But, that, but other than You that, might be getting the gameplay in I mean, yeah, we might be 64 minutes. <laughs> and I mean, if this were actually three, like we'd wrap this show and we would all be going over to a show floor and That's playing right. a lot of these games yeah. and yeah. seeing more of them and doing developer interviews, which we have had a lot of interviews on stage, which has been awesome here at That's Summer mm-hmm. Summer of Gaming, but like you know, for, for folks like me that have been to many, many E3s, that's a little bit of a bummer. But in terms of what we saw and what was announced, yeah, it totally met my expectations. It was great. Yeah. Like, we've been keeping a running tally of every single game that's been discussed and talked about. Pear has been doing this, actually. Yes. It's 301 games. <laughs> yeah, we have a very handy IGN playlist that tracks everything that's been revealed uh, over this past week. I recommend you check that out. Add it to your wish list. Yep, add it to your wish list. It also does that thing that Summer... Uh, game announcements are really good at, which it shows what our fall is going to be like and our kind of our winter next year, which is really exciting. Like October and September are completely stacked with games. Yeah. And then there's there's games in November and December as well. I mean, like we didn't, right now, we couldn't have said that three weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of what always happens, right? Mm-hmm. The back half of the year is a question mark until we get to this week. Yeah. And then we know. Actually, the only one for December right now is Avatar. Yeah. Uh, it's a big one, though. It is a big one. We can talk about that in a second. Um, so if Star Wars Outlaws is game of the week for uh, Sam and I, Justin, how about you? Oh, it's definitely Starfield. Okay. Um, I think the game looks incredible. Like, Todd Howard described it three or four years ago. It's like, oh, it's basically Skyrim in space. Like, not in a pejorative way, but just to expect, like, it's a very Bethesda-y Bethesda game. But people are like, people didn't take him at face value. They're like, well, it seems kind of like No Man's Sky. It seems kind of like Mass Effect. But then this deeper dive, um, I just thought was just the perfect presentation of gave us just the right amount of sort of teases and hints. And, um, you know, we really like they showed us a lot of the game, but we still actually don't know that much about the storyline or who like it's sort of they've only shown us humans so it sort of seems like this is my speculation but maybe this is a first contact story and that's the plot of the game and so we don't know the factions like i like they did a perfect job of showing us so much but then still leaving a lot unsaid and if there was one thing we didn't get from starfield that we did get from ubi or others i was a little bit disappointed we didn't get like a long unbroken chunk of gameplay of like Mm -hmm. show us emissions show us landing somewhere doing something taking Mm -hmm. off like so they're still kind of playing it close to the vest but um but that's really that's really the sort of the only criticism i could levy at them is like i wish we would have gotten five eight ten minutes of of you know one long unbroken chunk of gameplay but the game looks incredible yeah, I've been kind of on the fence uh, about Starfield, but now I finally feel excited for it. I feel like, okay, that's definitely something I'll play on day one. Um, but it's interesting comparing that to Star Wars Outlaws, because, um, you know, I mean, first of all, I'm a big Star Wars fan, so there's a bias there, but like, I know there are different types of games. 
but when you look at them like side by side, Starfield seems a bit more generic because it doesn't have all the character right. and creatures of Star Wars. But of course, Star Wars is going to be an action adventure game, and Starfield will be a very deep RPG where you're role playing a character. Right? I mean, Starfield has this sort of NASA punk aesthetic, yeah. where like so it's trying to be—I forget the exact phrase that they used in their presentation—but they're trying to be like one or two notches more realistic while still being fantastical in video games. Yeah. Matt, how are you feeling about Starfield? I'm feeling great about Starfield. I'm kind of like you, you know, I was like, I'm excited for a new Bethesda RPG, same as anyone, but you know, up until this point, we hadn't seen this good of a look at it. And it's it's one of those things where it was like the not main stuff that they showed off that I got really excited about, like the full ship customization. Like I know I'm gonna spend hours on just building <laughs> ships and collecting ship parts. Uh, the fact that you can be a space pirate if you want it to be, like that was hugely exciting. Yeah, like, the hostile takeover of the yeah. ship was one of the coolest things they showed. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be stealing sandwiches from other people's ships, uh, <laughs> like they showed an example. But the the fact that I could, you know, dock ships, invade them if I wanted to be, and and just you know maybe add them to my arsenal for shipbuilding. Yeah, <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Well, and that's like a Metal Gear type of thing, right? Where it's like, well, you get to claim all these resources and then use them. Like, you can add that ship to a fleet, and I was like. Well, that's I would love that when you, there's a reason to go out and loot that like builds some other aspect of your stuff. And I, I wanted to call out too. There's some humor in this game, mm -hmm. and I think there's some there's some key yeah. funny parts to Fallout and Skyrim, uh, which I really like. Uh, or Elder Scrolls games. I only played Skyrim, but uh, uh, but uh, they showed like the traits, and the traits mm -hmm. were goofy. Yeah. Some of them were really funny, and my favorite one was the one where you like visit your parents a lot, and they like show the parents. <laughs> And it's, it's just like, it, that's, 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 a, that's the Bethesda RPG yeah. style. And to see that come through, that's the first time I've seen it. Yeah, that's one thing that I think that's been missing from what had been shown of Starfield mm -hmm. up until this point. Yeah. So does this seem like something you'll want to play? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think, you know, I have to finish Zelda by then, so we'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> I don't, don't make any promises <laughs> with a game like Zelda. So, Matt, is Starfield also your game of the week? I think so, yeah. I think uh, in terms of just the game that I'm really can't wait to play this year you know i mean it's coming out this year which helps but i think beyond everything like starfield really knocked out of the park with their 45 minute starfield mm -hmm. starfield deep dive yeah. like as someone who was mildly interested to you know to now i can't wait for september like it's got to be yeah it definitely delivered so then sticking with microsoft for a second they open up with fable which a lot of people were excited about uh, it didn't do much for me just because we already knew Fable was happening. We didn't get any gameplay and we didn't get even a release window. So it's like there wasn't any new information. It was just sort of a reminder that Fable is coming at some point. But Sam, you're a little bit more positive on it than me. Well, I was positive on it because I, I love the actor. I mean, I also I mean, love uh, the actor. Yeah, so that was great. And then I, I it just, I, I think that um, it, it doesn't show me what the game is at all, but it shows that it's like sense of humor. Again, just like kind of Starfield is there. And you know, a lot of games take themselves really seriously these days. Sure. And uh, I don't mind a break from that. And especially if it's gonna be some kind of open world fantasy game, I just think it's gonna match really well for the, the style of Fable. Mm -hmm. Justin, what do you think about this? Reannouncement. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. Like, I think Fable games, like, humor is very hard to do ever. It's especially hard to do in video games. And, you know, it made me laugh. I liked it. And I thought those games always straddled that line well. So I'm excited. Was this enough for you, Matt? Uh, yeah, I mean, no, I think I'm not entirely sure what the what the thing that they showed us was. Like, is that going to be an actual part of the game? Or was right. it just like a little slice of cinematic that they made to, like, as a tone piece? 
Uh, like, are we actually going to see Richard Ayade in Fable when it comes out eventually in a couple years? I'm not I'm really sure. That. Yeah, and so. that is that's this is like Jack and the Beanstalk, right? Yeah, Just yeah. to be clear, it's like yeah. he's a giant. Not like I watched that trailer, I was like, what am I even seeing? Like, what is this? <laughs> that reveal, what yeah, pops up with his glasses so in front of the hero, is really funny and a good comedic timed twist to it. Just like showing a game. I just like rarely are games like this effective and just just showing like maybe just the vibe of the game. And maybe some of this is what the gameplay is going to be like. You know, we don't know, right. mm-hmm. but it, it seems very cinematic at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I have uh, high hopes for. Oh, him. Fable is pretty good too. What's up? She goes, oh, Fable, and then it cuts to Fable. Oh. She doesn't. <laughs> fable. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, speaking of uh, what super serious, overly serious games, mm-hmm. I wonder if that's what Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora will end up feeling like—a a, uh. a much more serious Far Cry. Mm-hmm. We got the. We finally got sort of a big gameplay reveal for that. Now I know there's a big audience for Avatar out there. I wouldn't. I, <laughs> those ga- those movies are fabulously successful, right? Yeah. Um, so I know there's an audience waiting for this. And I love Far Cry. I just don't love Avatar. So I don't know if this is for me. I don't know how, how else are we feeling about this. They had to like end to be. Uh, you know, I know the Avatar lore nerds are going to come down on me okay. for this. But like the the way that they had to kind of torture the lore for like, well, we want you playing as a Navi, but we want you being able to use rocket launchers yeah. and yeah. guns too. And so like the storyline of like you work for the humans, then we're putting cryos. Oh, and also we need to introduce the world to you and all the factions. So it's like, oh no no, you've been in hibernation for 15 years, yeah. like. And you know, and I and I think I mean I'm I'm teasing it a little bit, but I actually think it kind of pulls it off. It's like okay, like that makes sense, and um, and it's the only game of like you know Damon. We've talked a lot on Game Scoop over the years of like you see an outpost and you yep. mark all the enemies and figure out how to take it out. And that sort of gameplay style has gone a little bit out of favor. It's just a little bit less common than it was, you know, four or five years ago. And so, you know, that kind of like big open world outpost clearing style of game, like. Yeah, like I'm on board. Seems cool. I, I also don't care about uh, Avatar lore though, so. Yeah, it's like you know, if, if the gameplay is like strong enough, sure, I'll, I'll give it a go because I do love uh, Far Cry and I do love taking down outposts. Matt, how about you? Yeah, I mean, like like you said, the box office numbers don't lie. There is an yeah. audience for for Avatar. Uh, I, am I in it? Maybe not, but it's one of those things where I was watching this tra- gameplay trailer and, I, and you kind of got reminded, oh, this is I'm, this is a James Cameron joint, you know, in, in yeah. terms of the world that he created for Ubisoft to then adapt into a video game. You know, like the sci-fi military stuff is all like peak James Cameron, and you you're just that exciting as a mm-hmm. huge Alien fan, you know, Aliens fan. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that in that regard, I guess I'm excited for elements of it, but. I'm not bought into Avatar already, so sure. we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that Ubisoft has not one, but two giant licensed games. Uh, man, what, how far have licensed games come over, over the years? Well, that's true. I mean, I'm just happy for Avatar fans to be getting like probably the best version of a video game that Avatar could get. Like, if you like Avatar and you see this, this is probably what you want, right? Probably going to be better than the former Ubisoft Avatar. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> Whatever, 2009. Um, but then let's jump back to uh, what we liked so much about Star Wars Outlaws. Like, um, I, I'm like Justin pointed out, I'm really liking the main character and her little alien sidekick. It seems to be like, what do you think is going to set it apart from Star Wars Jedi? You think it's going to be similar, but just no force powers? I think that's what it is. I think it's no lightsabers and then a focus on shooting and running around and carjacking and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, there's some some Grand Theft Auto elements in there Mm -hmm. with a a wanted level. Space combat. From the Empire. They also showed, you know, just um, seamlessly getting in your ship, 
blasting off from the planet, flying into outer space, getting into a space battle. Yeah, that's where that Grand Theft Auto comparison comes from. It's like shooting and driving. Mm -hmm. And if you like set that as a model for your game and set that in the Star Wars universe, well, it's actually really perfect for that because that Star Wars is about shooting and driving. Mm -hmm. So it looks like it could fit really well. <laughs> and you don't have to take quests from blue people. That, that's exactly right. Well, you might. Well, there might be some. Might, yeah. But not exclusively. Not exclusively. There's blue, blue Twi'leks, I think. Yeah, totally. That's true. Yeah. Um, what, let's talk about the, the time period that this is set in. Is it, this is between Empire and Jedi, correct? And that we see some familiar sights and uh, um, scenes from Jedi, isn't that right? I mean, I was glad that they showed off a new moon and new planet. Like, I don't need to be on Tatooine again. <laughs> um, you know, we've seen it so much in the shows and movies. I also, I know, I recognize that I'm very much in the minority, but like that time period, I, in my opinion, has been done to death in the yeah. TV shows and movies and comics and extended fiction. And like, you know, I get it, right? Like, this is what Star Wars is for most of the world. So, you know, I understand. But for me personally, I would be a little bit more excited to see more of an underworld story set in a different time period, but you know, but you really can't go wrong with that OG trilogy setting. Yeah. Um, Matt, how are you feeling about this? I'm feeling great. I, I think the thing that I was most excited about was in the in the gameplay snippet they showed the branching dialogue options. Mm -hmm. You know, and I spoke with the developers in, a, in an interview that depending on your choices, uh, Kay wouldn't get the want to tag on yeah. her. Yeah. You know, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, based on based on what she did, and, and that like. That sort of really excites me in terms of what the game could be, you know, going through, making deals, maybe messing up some deals, but also successfully conning some other deals and, and not getting the wanted tag. That's, I think, the thing that I'm most excited to see when it comes out next year. Yeah, when that wanted rating It looks so up, cool. We, we so, just laughed yeah. so the hard. Is awesome. We thought it was great, and I was yeah. telling Damon, I hope, I hope the rating system for the more wanted is you get more wanted and more systems. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know what to expect when I heard that Massive was making this game, the studio behind yeah. The Division and The Division 2, which are, you know, very exclusively, they're shooters, mm -hmm. you know. But from the gameplay slice that we saw, it looks like there's a lot more going on from stealth and there is shooting combat, but also, you know, vehicular driving and di interesting dialogue choices and sneaking around. So, I don't know, it seems like, and oh, also they also pointed out, it's not just Massive, right? It seems to be like at, right. all yeah. hands on deck at Ubisoft it's all worldwide UB. working on this game. But, you know, we have been talking about a lot recently that trajectory of companies like BioWare and Arcane that get a big live service game put in their lap uh, or a, a Rocksteady, right? Mm -hmm. And then yeah. they uh, work on that for years and, and it maybe it comes out a little bit disappointing. This is the opposite. Yeah. The Division was not disappointing or anything, but like that company like made a big multiplayer game first and now they're like, yeah, well, we're going to make a big single player yeah. experience set in Star Wars. Like, that's a really cool way to handle it. I like it. GameScoop approved. Mm -hmm. uh, with a couple of minutes before we run to break, let's talk about uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Mm -hmm. How are we feeling about this? Personally, it looks like, so they're scaling back Assassin's Creed and it, it looks like what we know, or what we used to know Assassin's Creed to be. So for me, it's like, okay, yeah, this looks cool, I'll play it, but it's a little bit hard to get excited for it. Yeah. Anyone I'm, else? I'm a, so I think for gameplay purists, this is like for yeah. them, yeah. but I've always loved Assassin's Creed for the new and new history, you know, locations and time, time periods and stuff like that. And so the fact that they're revisiting a time period that we've kind of already seen is a bit of a disappointment for me. Yeah. I mean, you know, I like that they're back to being sort of a tight, more compact urban setting. Um, that excites me, sort of blending into crowds and hiding in plain sight and, you know, leaping around on buildings. Like, 
you know, again, we've talked about on Scoop a lot that I love Odyssey, I love modern yep. Assassin's Creed, but they definitely lost something when those worlds became more expansive and rural. So, you know, excited to get this back, um, this aspect of it back. A little tiny detail in the gameplay trailer that I actually really loved was like, they did the whole like eagle flying over and then, yeah. but then like, oh no, no, you have to take out the marksman first. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's actually pretty clever. Like, yeah. But not everything they were showing was new. They were showing off, like, you can throw a rock to distract the guards. <laughs> it's like, wow, what year is it? Yeah, you giggled when that happened. Yeah. I don't know. It looked, like I said, it looks like a fun Assassin's Creed game that I'll play. Um, but it's not as exciting to me as some of the other things like it, Star Wars. It's out. not the next generation no. of Assassin's Creed. No, also, it's, yeah. it's specifically I mean, the last generation. It doesn't <laughs> look amazing. I mean, it looks it looks great like contemporary games, but it doesn't look better than contemporary games. Well, and it doesn't look like the gameplay do, is different. I think it's fifty dollars, you know, and like that's the vibe. It's, it's also a cross-gen game. It's yeah. on, it's a it's an Xbox One and PlayStation Four game, which I think is uh, a, a big reason why it doesn't look as graphically impressive as Avatar or Star Wars. Okay. What about the other Assassin's Creeds? There's also a VR one and a mobile one. There were, so the Jade is the mobile Project yeah. Jade. I mean, yeah. excited to learn more, you yeah. know? Like, um, I, you know, we, they didn't show them off in detail, so. Sure. Well, there's a, definitely a lot of Assassin's Creed coming for all the Assassin's Creed fans. We need to take a quick break, but there's more games coming up, and you'll definitely want to stick around for the Xbox Extended Showcase, which is coming up very soon. IGN Summer of Gaming. We'll be right back. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, 
you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back to Game Scoop right here on IGN Summer of Gaming. Just a second, we're going to chat about known games that were missing from the showcases this year. We have an update from former uh, Omega Cop Tina Amini uh, herself on what is going to be what we should expect from the Xbox showcase coming up. Thought it was going to be added to the dock, but I do not see it here. I'm going to pull out my trusty cellular device. What we can expect on the Xbox Showcase coming up is more looks from Avowed, Towerborn, Sinuous Saga, Hellblade 2, The Elder Scrolls Online, Necrom, and Microsoft Flight Simulator Dune expansion. I'm oh. excited to fly around a that's desert. Right. That's yeah. like the Venn diagram of who that's interested in is Seth Macy. That's right. right. Directly <laughs> in the middle of it. Yeah. Uh, Avowed is a, an interesting one from the Xbox Showcase. Finally got a look at that. That was announced uh, years ago from Obsidian, next big RPG from them. I don't know, I, I, I saw some mixed reactions to that, but... I was surprised people were mixed to it. Maybe this panel will be mixed on it, but like to me, it's like, well, if you know we can't get a big Elder Scrolls, I already saw them do a really good Fallout, or you know, basically a space sci-fi RPG. Why couldn't they do a great, you know... Are you, uh, well, you're talking about Outer, outer Worlds? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, they said that Avowed is like great. a little bit more Outer Worlds in its size and scope. Um, so like the the sort of, and I don't know if this came from an interview, so I apologize that I don't have the source, but they were talking about how they originally talked about the game as being like Obsidian Skyrim, right? Like we're going to make a big open world game. And then they're like, well, let's play to our strengths and let's really lean on companion interactions and like a little bit smaller and a little bit tighter and a little bit more story focused experience. And I'm like, that sounds perfect. That I sounds agree. great. And you know, and like you said, it's been Skyrim is 12 years old or more. Yeah. Um, and like that game, if you never played Pillars of Eternity, it's set in that Pillars of Eternity world. Um, and I just think the lore and world building and magic and characters of that game is um, like it's perfect. And you know, it's ripe to sort of uh, learn more about and hopefully reach a little bit of a broader audience than those sort of isometric RPGs mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited for Avowed. I, I didn't think what they showed off this week was that great, but you know, I'm happy to kind of chalk that up to just kind of a weird trailer, and sure. you know, and hopefully we'll see more in you know in 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I think it looks cool. I think some of the commentary was about how. The, the look of the game has changed from the teaser trailer, but I mean, come on, that was years ago. The teaser trailer, I think, was just some hands casting a spell <laughs> and then a logo, so I don't know how much it could, you know, I don't know how much the, any sort of visual style even existed back then. Matt, what'd you think? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm on the mixed side, you know, I'm glad. I think of the games that we could use to see more of, it's Avowed, you know, and I'm glad that they're putting that in the Showcase Extended. Uh, it's one of those things where, you know, Outer Worlds I felt was a fun remix on the sort of sci-fi setting from Obsidian, and it, it was like a, a like a what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not a parody, but you know, like a, it was pretty silly. Yeah, silly, yeah. right? Tongue in cheek, and I like I was hoping for a similar kind of remix of the genre uh, for when I saw Avowed. You it know, does feel a, more straight up. Yeah, a remix of like the Skyrim formula, but this seems actually just like a Skyrim from Obsidian. So I, I'd like to see more of that sort of like changes that they've made. And we, if people haven't played Pillars 1 or 2, what sets it apart from Skyrim is that it's a little bit, in using Earth terms, is it's maybe 100 or 150 years more modern. So there's kind of muskets oh. and some basic guns. Um, it's not quite, it's like in between Skyrim and steampunk, I suppose, like somewhere somewhere in the middle there. And so that technology level is actually kind of interesting to me too. Um, Interestingly, that's Fable's technology level sometimes. Yeah, similar, similar, yeah, similar. Yeah. 
Yeah, that looks cool. It'll be interesting to see a little bit more of that. Towerborn will be good to see because that's kind of a, a an unknown quantity for me. I don't even know what to what to make of that. Does that make did that uh, make more sense to anyone else when they saw that reveal? No, <laughs> no, it's a perfect candidate to sort of do a dive in on. Yeah, yeah for sure. Other than all I know is everybody who's played the Banner Saga loves the Banner Saga. Well, the Banner Saga is good. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. But this just seems so different. So it'd be interesting to yeah, see what they're... the style was so they nailed the style so much in Banner Saga that it's like yeah, but Banner Saga was like a very serious, you know, that's true. sort of a kind of a downer story, like a great strategy game, but a very uh, you know, it's a drama. Those Vikings had it hard. Yeah, they did have it hard trying to exist out there in the cold. But this is like a little bit more cartoonish, a little bit more fun, I think, yeah. a little lighter. Maybe when you make three various super serious games, you need a break. I, I definitely feel for developers that are making something, like if you're making like an action adventure game, like great, got it. But if you're doing something kind of unusual from a genre mixing standpoint of like, you know, it's got an action RPG element, but also like a town building element or other stuff, like that's very hard in an E3 press conference like setting to kind of communicate in like a 60 second sound bite. So yeah. that's where like, it's another just perfect candidate to do kind of a dive in on. Yeah, that's what we'll be taking. Extended looks at coming up in just under 40, 40 minutes at the second Xbox Showcase. Let's talk a little bit about some big games that were missing from the showcases this week. And obviously, the biggest one, the most important one, is Perfect Dark. <laughs> we'll bring it up every year. <laughs> I mean, that is the hill I will die on. That's, uh, it was announced at the Game Awards 2020. Mm -hmm. So it's been two and a half years since then. And I, I just... What do you Sam, do that? Am I ever going to play this game? That was a less than cinematic trailer too, right? It was something it was just, below a cinematic trailer. <laughs> it, was a, it was animated, tease, but yeah. An animated tease yeah, there trailer. There was kind of like swirling uh, sand and a... What do you have to gain by being like, hey guys, we're making Perfect Dark, see you in six I liked yeah. those. <laughs> I don't know. I think those yeah. are really fun. I, I, I like the Metroid Prime 4 logo. Yeah. I just think it's something to look forward to. I'd rather have something to look forward to than not, but it is getting weird now that the years are stretching out between those things so much. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I think that's... The, the, here's, here's the weirdest, weirder thing. Joanna Dark wasn't there. There wasn't even a single Spartan helmet in the whole presentation. So yeah, I yeah. just that's like Mario. <laughs> like what how do you put on a presentation for Xbox without even like being like, you know, well Master Chief's gonna be on a motorcycle in this game. It, it feels pretty weird to not have like look, put a trip like, you know, Ubisoft had mobile games and like Just Dance in their presentation. Microsoft could have had something about the new season of Halo Infinite if that like it didn't yeah, need to platform, be a big thing. Right? Yeah. That's why I think, you know, I think Mario remains as relevant for Nintendo today as ever has i don't think you can say the same thing for master chief yeah you were talking about this so uh, and at, because of their acquisitions right it, it means well, that <clears throat> well i'm just saying like now that their first party might be something completely different than what their first party was 10 years ago yeah they don't need master chief well i also just think that you know the shooter space the online shooter space ah. has just changed so much over the years you know because of call of duty still a juggernaut then you've got your fortnites and um what, what response yeah. game, which I'm blanking on. All I mean, you have all these extraction shooters yeah. and, you know, battle royales, and then one day Halo wakes up and it's old, right? Yeah. Like, and like, and I say that as someone like, I actually really loved Halo Infinite, but there's no denying that it's by accident sort of become this kind of throwback style shooter. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed Halo Infinite's campaign very much, but Me I didn't play too. the multiplayer. I love the multiplayer. I don't think the multiplayer had made as much of a splash as you would yeah. you would have expected a Halo game to make 10 years ago. I don't know, Matt, am I way off base here? No, no, like my, I growing up, my friends and I played Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo Infinite, you know, and that's, I was an Xbox gamer for all through high school for that reason. Uh, Halo Infinite comes out, I get together with the same group of friends I played Halo with back then, and 
we just stopped playing after yeah. a couple of weeks. You know? Yeah, that was my, that was my exact experience of like instead of it lasting twelve months, it lasted you know one month. <laughs> yeah, and like but like that month was great. I mean, but sure, it just didn't. Not you know, I just moved on faster. Yeah. And you know what's funny? It's not even that we just stopped playing. Uh, Halo Infinite for other you know multiplayer games that weren't Xbox. We played Sea of Thieves together. We played for, uh, for, uh, Forza Horizon. You know, like we do play the Xbox multiplayer games. It's just Halo is not that multiplayer game from Xbox that we gravitate towards doing. Yeah. You know. But speaking of Sea of Thieves, we can take a little excursion. There was a very cool tie-in uh, announced for that that makes a lot of sense with the Secret of Monkey Island. It's one of those things that once you hear it out loud, you're like, of course yeah, that like, exists. How did this but not like, happen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Although there's some, maybe some funny business with Ron Gilbert. Apparently he wasn't yeah, involved, yeah. and maybe he's a little bit oh, upset about that. I'd miss that. That's yeah. a bummer. But they got, you know, they have the actor for Guybrush in there as well, and uh, apparently there's supposed to be some kind of like point-and-click like puzzle solving that you're doing within Sea of Thieves. So. If I had all the time in the world, I would spend some of it playing at Sea of Thieves because it just looks so fun, and every time they add these big expansions, they look like a blast. Yeah. You know, in terms of Xbox, you know, mascots, like, what's a game series that we've seen at nearly every Xbox presentation? It's Sea of Thieves. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's one of those games that uh, didn't have the best launch, but now, is, you know, they turn, they turn the ship around. <laughs> and it's in a great spot. <clears throat> Plus, Rare found their way, right? It's like, this is what Rare works on. What? This yeah. is their reason to exist. It's not, you know, a Banjo Kazooie and a Conquer game every two years like we might have thought it would be back in well, 2000. I wouldn't mind getting another, you know, Conquer. I would. Well, I mean, sure. <laughs> I wouldn't mind getting a 3D platformer from Rare today. The last one they made was yeah. Nuts and Bolts. Sure. Which was ahead of its time because now people love that in Tears of the Kingdom. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Totally. Um, well, they, uh, Rare is also working on this Everwild, which is, that was another game, one of the games that was missing. And I don't even know what that game is. Missing game? I mean, Microsoft had a lot of missing games. They did. That's good, though. That means they have a huge stock of games they can talk about next time. Yeah. What about Indiana Jones? I thought uh, we have a new movie just about to be released. That's the UB game? No. Yeah. Machine game. Machine games, okay. Yeah. So there's a, there's a huge Indiana Jones game, the final farewell to Harrison Forge. We have a trailer for our new game when the, nope. No, right, no right. don't bother. Although, I mean, although, you know, <laughs> we gave the movie a four out of ten, so <laughs> okay. maybe they didn't want to. Maybe <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, they're separating the out now. Yeah. To remind people about Indiana That's Jones. That's funny. But we've talked about this before. What are they doing with the likeness and the voice in this game? What, what have they done in the past? Has it always been Harrison Ford in the games? I think they might. Good question. I mean, I've played some I of these games, so. but now I can't even remember. I think it must be sound-alikes. Yeah. Yeah. No way. No way he's... He's coming back he again well, no, for really one final, support. final no. ride. <laughs> you know, they, they've done, like, de-aging in the film mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So, I mean, with a AI, who knows what the possibilities uh, are going percent They could absolutely make it sound just like him yeah. with off-the-shelf stuff I mean, now, that's what, which is, like, a new thing. But, like, that, that's a controversy in terms of hiring voice actors and stuff like that. So we'll see what happens. It is. You know, we're still going to hear the voice of Darth Vader as we know it well into the future. Thank you to AI. Yep. <laughs> Um, we were talking about Obsidian then, um, Out of Worlds 2. Mm. That's something else that's uh, been missing. I think we've gotten two trailers for that. There was at least one from two summers ago that was just a cinematic. I mean, it's one of those sequels that I'm surprised, you know, I really loved Out of Worlds and I do think it caught the second life on Game Pass, but all accounts is that it wasn't a bestseller, right? Like, so it was like that sequel was announced and everyone was kind of like pleasantly surprised, but also kind of like slightly befuddled of like, oh, like, they're giving this one a second chance. Um, but, like, it's great. If you haven't played it on Game Pass, download it, play it. Um, yeah. 
Um, it's cool that I think Obsidian gets to work on the games that they seem to want to work on, right? right. Like yeah. uh, of the of the big studios or the Xbox studios, uh, Obsidian's worked on the that game where they fight giant insects. Mm -hmm. You know, grounded, grounded, right? And now they're they get to make a sequel to a game that they clearly really loved making. Yeah. Um, and then they've got Avowed also, so it's at, at the very least it's cool that they have the freedom to, to pursue their projects, you know. Yeah, on the left here, that's the original cinematic trailer that we've got for Outer Worlds. And on the right, you see the official countdown to the Xbox games. Showcase Extended has begun just over 30 minutes to go uh, until we hand you over to Xbox and see more on games like Avowed and Towerborn and uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator Doom 2024. Now, uh, one thing that's a little bit surprising out of this week is that there, there's supposedly a big Call of Duty something coming this year, even if it's not the this, this Modern Warfare 3, it's supposed to be a big enough you know, release to... A follow-on to Modern a follow -on Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 2. what we reported on. And now we're in midway through June and we haven't seen anything about it. Mm -hmm. Nothing from this week. I, 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 thought, I kind of thought Summer Game Fest would be the, the place for that. Mm -hmm. Or Sony, right? Because Sony, I think, has had uh, uh, Call of Duty announcements before. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Activision is one of those companies, kind of like Take-Two, that obviously this is not E3, but like they would sometimes show up and have a presence at those sort of bigger times of year, and then sometimes they wouldn't, and they would choose to wait and do their own thing. So, you know, they're clearly working on a different timetable this year, but they were never like a sure thing. Like at Ubisoft, it's like you know they're going to be here and have stuff at that same time every single year, whereas Activision is one of those ones that kind of would come and go. Yeah. Yeah, Matt, when do you think they are going to announce whatever this Call of Duty is? I don't know. Is, will this, if it's not a full thing, would this be the first year in a long time that Activision did not put out an annual Call of Duty? Well, I think they're going to promote it as a full thing. I think right. they'll probably I think have they're the gonna same try the best marketing budget. Yeah. Right. But right. it's not going to be, as, as far as we know, Modern Warfare 3. Exactly, right. That would be, that would be interesting to see how they, how they kind of push that out there and yeah. try to tell people that's like a full-on game you know especially since we don't we haven't heard anything about it like normally we would get a tease around april may you know and then uh yeah. do we even know the studio that's working on it like they have that rotating studio cycle between no I, I don't Hammer. yeah i was just I, I meant to look into that because i'm a little confused about who's accusing me working on it yeah it kind of reminds me of what was the halo between game like orbital shock odst odst right yeah it could be something like that which is a, a totally fun campaign for a shooter and then it updated the multiplayer but you know i mean you know that franchise sort of hit a low point before they brought back modern warfare and then modern warfare revitalized it and it's kind of back i was about to say bigger than ever i don't know that that's literally true but like it's back and very very popular and beloved again but but it's it's the Warzone platform as continuity game to game, and then uh, we're we're backing away from single player campaigns. Oh, never mind. Like you know, we are going to give people a single player campaign, and so like I can respect Activision and those sort of rotating Call of Duty studios for kind of taking a breath and taking a beat and like figuring out. Like I have to imagine that they're kind of laying out like the next five plus years of Call of Duty kind of right now. Mm -hmm. um, but like Warzone, Warzone is very very popular. Then it's also a little bit of a victim of its own success. Of it makes it slightly weird and challenging for them to sort of sell a $70 Call of Duty game to, to consumers every year. Right. Yeah, especially with Warzone still existing and that just carries on regardless of what Call of Duty is out that yeah. year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just interesting. If They have to announce it at some point and uh, if, there's, if it's going to be out in October or November, you think they'd, it'd be about time that they want to start getting the word out about that. Uh, EA has Immortals of Avium, which is coming out next month, and that's their first-person uh, single-player spell shooter. 
but after that, I don't think we know what they have. I mean, we know that the stuff that they're working on, but we don't know what's coming this fall, aside from their annualized sports games. Because we didn't get anything from Dragon Age, Mass Effect, uh, their Iron Man game. Which I completely forgot <laughs> about. Officially <laughs> revealed. They also have Skate. Mm. That, that, that the reboot of Skate that's already been announced. All games I'm looking forward to. Too. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can't believe we haven't heard from Bioware in so long, and there, there wasn't a little opportunity to, to show a little bit of what, what one of these games are. But things are changing. I think people, you know, are, are still doing the teases that Justin was talking about, which is like the flash of the logo. But like, they're they're not even doing that for Mass Effect yet, right? Like, it, it's crazy. Well, we, we know the Dragon Age is coming first, or at least we... And we've seen Dragon Age trailers, too. Right. Like, it's just, then, then there was nothing for a long time. Yeah. Well, and I know that fan reaction to Dragon Age Inquisition was kind of mixed. I, I love I mean, it was Dragon game Age of the Inquisition. Year. Oh, it was IGN's Game of the Year over Shadow of Mordor, which, you know, even that was like a little bit of a, a maybe unpopular choice. But for me, I thought Inquisition was incredible, and I'm so excited that the tease that we saw from Dragon Age, however many years ago it was, seemed like it was a direct story continuation from that, which... I didn't expect. I kind of expected them to reboot it, but um, you know, bringing back all that Dread Wolf storyline stuff, like I, I hope they didn't back away from that. So that keeps that keeps the Justin hype level <laughs> incredibly high for that game. Um, but you know, but we'll see. Matt, are you a Bioware fan? Are you? I've not looking played. forward to all this. I'm looking forward to eventually playing these games and then being excited for the new ones. <laughs> okay. Okay. It, they're long games. They're hundreds, yeah. hundreds and hundreds of hours sure. long. You know, um, I think it is interesting about Dragon Age though, in that. You know, for like Fable, for example, right? We get one trailer a year during the summer event, and that's like a reminder that, like, hey, Fable's still in development, right? But like for Dragon Age, we've gotten developer updates like fairly consistently all throughout last year on, mm -hmm. on Dreadwolf, you know? And then you reach this sort of big event season, and it's just not there, yeah. you know? And we know they're working on it because yeah. they talk about it semi regularly. Mm -hmm. Now, Sam, mm -hmm. Halo not being mentioned at at all at Microsoft is about as surprising as Hideo Kojima <laughs> yep, not being Sony. at Summer Game Fest. I completely, I compl or at Summer Game Fest, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's really funny. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited for uh, a Death Stranding 2 and then um, whatever else he's working on. Like, that's the kind of thing where you think, like, he'd just come on and show something weird on that show. But, you know, maybe we'll be seeing that at, at Game Awards, but. Yeah, I mean, I just no, know you're... He, he's been tweeting like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Have we all been seeing this? Yeah. Yes. Maybe drunk tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like he's revealing all of this semi-obvious stuff about Metal Gear and some yeah. stuff that's like kind of behind the scenes and interesting. So wh while this Metal Gear stuff is clearly spinning out of his control in the realm of publishing games, well, uh, he's, he's still owning the creative you know, control over yeah, that's true. us talking about Metal I just, Gear. I know you're also a big fan of Death Stranding, so are you... Heck are you, yeah. Were you disappointed you didn't get anything else about yeah. Death Stranding? Yeah, I mean, I, I was hoping... I was hoping... See, Death Stranding, you know, had the longest tease of weird stuff that any game's ever had, and I didn't care at all. But Metal Gear fans loved it, <laughs> and, and Kojima fans loved it, and they really ate it up. So I thought like there'd at least be that campaign again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was like the craziest couple of years of breakdowns, and everybody was wrong in the end, and that's great. But, you know, maybe we're not gonna get that with this game. But we did get the first non-Kojima Strand-type game, which is Baby Steps. <laughs> <Yeah>. Baby <laughs> Steps. Strand, yeah. Totally. So it's, uh, go watch the trailer if yeah. you haven't seen it every day. That's a funny one. Okay, the Xbox Extended Showcase is still to come, but we need to take a quick break. IGN Summer of Gaming will return shortly. And we're back. 
We are waiting for Xbox's extended showcase. In just a moment, we'll talk about who's had the best showcase of the week so far here on Summer of Gaming. But first, let's talk about Nintendo and how quiet Nintendo has been. Not only did they not have their own sort of direct uh, event this week, they didn't show up at Summer Game Fest, whereas they have in the past. They didn't mm -hmm. have anything to show. I don't know, Sam, you think it's just because they're riding high, they've got Tears of the Kingdom out there, quite possibly game of the year remains to be seen, but you know, definitely the early favorite right now. I think that's part of it. I they have they have announced some sort of fan fest this fall in September, yeah. And I think they're putting all their eggs in one basket. We also and, know they're going to be at Gamescom in August. Mm -hmm. and, and I would I would hope that, that as part of that fest, there's some kind of you know direct alignment with that. The Nintendo Direct alignment. You know, Nintendo Directs they do them in uh, September usually to kind of talk about you know these are the games you'll be playing this fall. That used to be a June thing. And so that's why it's just like a little bit disappointing. But between now and then we have Pikmin and then nothing. <laughs> and so we don't know. Yeah. We, we have why. to know what's coming out. And yeah. like, I, believe me, like if it was just Tears of the Kingdom DLC, we would all eat that up and enjoy it, right? Yeah. So that would be really cool too. And I think before the end of the year, there's a good chance that we might get that. So that's going to be announced at some point. Yeah, I'm definitely sad to not have Nintendo here at this, you know, yeah. non-E3. Like, they're always a nice palate cleanser and balance between, like, you know, look, I'm a big boy. I like mature games <laughs> yeah, as much yeah. as the next guy. But, like, that balance of, like, Nintendo shows us something, you know, family-friendly and E for everyone and a new Mario. And then that contrasts with, you know, the grimdark shooters that we've yeah. seen all week. But, like, but, but they as a company, Nintendo is at, like, its highest high maybe ever in the company's 100-plus year history. Like... They have the second biggest animated movie of all time ever made. Mm -hmm. They have Tears of the Kingdom, which, um, you know, is overwhelmingly going to be, you know, the best-selling Zelda game, I think. It's going to eclipse Breath yeah. of the Wild, which was already the best-selling Nintendo game, and the Switch is still a runaway success. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think at this point they can kind of announce games whenever they want and do whatever they want. Sure. Yeah, Matt, what do you think about what's going on with Nintendo? Yeah, I mean, from that just that perspective, they absolutely do not have to be here. Uh, mm -hmm. They are riding that Tears of the Kingdom wave as, as much as they can, and then they'll, you know, regroup and in the fall, and we'll find out what they've got, you know, coming in the, in the wintertime. I mean, the other subtext here is that there continues to be persistent rumors of new Switch, new hardware, hardware and there's definitely, and like, you know, this is not me, like, this is just me speculating for me, but like, there's, there's, there's a balancing act of when you can announce that, because the moment you announce that, no one's going to buy a Nintendo Switch anymore, right? So, like, that's a little bit of a, a weird spot when you're, when you're in this console transition period as well, so... Yeah. You know. just, it's, it's feeling more and more like it's time because like they've got Tears yeah. of the Kingdom out the door. That was their launch game. So they've sort of bookended maybe the life of the Nintendo Switch. They're coming back to Gamescom and then their own in-person event in September. That There's some reason they want to get people in person to get their hands on something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It and that, that console's six and a half years old. Yeah. So it's like, you know, forget any any sort of rumors yeah. or speculations or NVIDIA chip pipelines. Just yeah. like look at a calendar. Like they have to do something new soon. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the time's right. Yeah, especially since after Pikmin in July, we don't know what they have software-wise coming down the pipeline. Yeah, and I can legitimately like to, to emphasize my point from earlier. I think and see them saving stuff so they have a good announcement, mm. you know, uh, situation for their show this fall. Like if they have so much there, then people will be really happy and I think that would be an interesting yeah. way to save us some summer announcements. Yeah, speaking of saving stuff mm -hmm. so that you have enough to show, <laughs> maybe someone at Capcom would have thought that. And I love Capcom. I, you know, I don't want to beat up on Capcom, but uh, maybe a little. Uh, of the showcases uh, over the past week, I think the Capcom one was, you know, it's become an internet cliche to say that could have been an email. 
it <laughs> in this case? Well, you know, it's funny because we were just criticizing, not really criticizing, but commenting on Microsoft not having Master Chief at all in yeah. their presentation, their, their famous helmet. Uh, they did have Mega Man in this, to their credit. <laughs> But it was for uh, the craziest amalgamation mobile PC game yeah, ever. Yeah, free-to-play so, mobile you know, PC game. That was like where Netflix. my interest peaked. And, like, we're talking about, like, mid-nap. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, Capcom, you didn't have to be here. You didn't have to. And, like, Capcom is a business. I don't know that they're at an all-time high like Nintendo is, but they're in a good but place, they are in a, right? right? That's what makes it so weird, because ever mm. since Resident Evil 7, yeah. They've been riding high. They're like, they've become one of the best and most reliable third-party publishers. It's just yeah. hit after hit. Street Fighter's doing great. Their games are selling more than ever. Monster Hunter World is a Monster huge Hunter. success, and all, all the Resident Evils have been great. So yeah, it's like, whoa. Just tell if us what Resident have... Evil you're doing next. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I want to know. If you're going to have a showcase during this week, yeah. I, I guess I just would have expected they would have had something a little bit more substantial. Mm -hmm. I do think Dragon's Dogma 2 looks really cool. Yeah. I think it looks very looks cool, great. too. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's enough to carry it. Exo Primal, I... Oof. They, <laughs> they're trying, yeah. They're, they're really best. trying. It was weird. At Summer Game Fest, they showed that you know the Street Fighter characters are going to be in there. Mm -hmm. um, but then in their own showcase, they didn't even mention that, even though they had a deep dive on Exo Primal. Yeah. They showed a very long roadmap for what they have planned for that game. So they're hoping it has, the game's going to have legs. I don't know if that will prove to be true. It might have little tiny arms. It has all the T-Rex have very <laughs> tiny arms. I didn't know. I didn't know the dinosaurs just poured out of a mysterious portal into yep. their world to invade yeah, them, and it looks absolutely yeah, and it looks ridiculous. And it's one of those things where, like, once I saw that, I'm like, well, okay, actually, I will try this out. Yeah. A bit. Yeah, it really works. Yeah, it kind of does work. It's a it's a powerful image. It's like their their Earth Defense Force. Yeah. Swar you know, instead of swarms of giant bugs, it's swarms of dinosaurs, which isn't a bad idea. It's just kind of. It's just a strange idea for Capcom. Yeah. And like, what else do they have? They had the, a new Ace Attorney collection. Which I am excited for. I love those. Which I'm excited for, except I just bought all those games on, once the eShop <laughs> yeah, shut down. And, and it's like, I think they timed that on purpose. It's like, I either tracked them down on the eShop, them and Layton, or, or I bought them on eBay in some instances. And it's like, yeah. oh, should have waited. I would add Resident Evil to to our missing list. Like there's mm. there's either a numbered game coming out or there's a remake coming out. And this is the instance which I know this drives people crazy and we make fun of it a lot, but like if they just showed me the logo, I would at least know how to plan the next couple years of my life around a Resident Evil because I get so excited for those games, especially after 4. What I mean, can you believe that game came out this year and it was so amazing and now yeah. You know, there's, it's just been an amazing year for games for us to not be talking about that every day still, because I mean, it's incredible. It is. It, it took a Zelda to make us stop talking about that game. <laughs> it totally did. What do you think is going to be next for Resident Evil, then? Do you think they do Code Veronica? Do you think they do Resident Evil 5? I think it's 1. one but they've one. already remade it. Yeah, but who but cares? <laughs> remake, remake it in, in the RE. Remake it in the RE. Engine. Yeah, yeah. It needs to have the so whole it's like, 2, 3. So you could play the whole series up through 4, and they all like sort of Yes, and behind the shoulder is really yeah. important. Shooting is important. I mean, the remake did not have any of that. It was just, it was yeah. same camera angles. Yeah. Uh, it was ex basically like an extended version. And if you look at that game now, like, it's low res and looks yeah. weird. I don't want that game again. I, I want, uh, yeah, the story told with just a lot of, like, cool third-person, you know, zombie shooting. Justin, you agree? You think they're going to do one again? Yeah, I, I think Sam just convinced me in real time here. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I don't think so. But then it's like, oh, well, you did make several good points. So, yeah. Well, I just, and I always like the mansion as being a, a system of interconnecting rooms and puzzles, which I think they did really well with two and three a little bit. 
also. Like, I love that type of Resident Evil. And 4 is not that, right? 4 is like you get that in the castle. Yeah. And then you do a bunch of other stuff. Then you're in, you know, it, it's like, yeah, but the rest whole, of it is kind of around that. Yeah, there's the whole lake, huge open area. Yeah. They they, do, and if it's like military shooter stuff. Yeah. Love I've, always, it. I've always had a soft spot for Zero, which feels like it's kind of forgotten. That's a good point, too. Um, you know, and so maybe bringing that one back could be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I never even played that one, actually. So mm -hmm. that'd be a good opportunity to do that. Okay, so it seems like we're all generally in agreement that Xbox had the best showing this week. Uh, we seem we both we really like Star Wars Outlaws and Starfield. Um, so what? Looking ahead now, now that we've got we know some release dates and and we know some big games that are coming up next year and, and the year after that. Sam, what would you say like are the most exciting things you're looking forward to playing over the next year or so? Well, some of them actually weren't at the show. Uh, I really want to see the Marvel games. Like, I want to, I want to see like, like Wolverine, for example. Oh, that's right, like, from those, those are some, that was some a, missing that was a ones big I'm excited for. So I'm a little disappointed we didn't get to see that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, uh, if we had to vote on like kind of a you know a game of the show, I think our staff would kind of be split between Starfield and Star Wars. Hmm. And uh, both of those just you know Starfield had to do a lot more to convince me to be excited for it at this point. But both of those convinced me this show that those are those are games I'm looking forward to. So I know that's a little basic, but I threw Wolverine in there too. Yeah, I, I'd forgotten about that one. Thank you for reminding. Me. Yes, Justin, how about you? I mean, we're such like goldfish that like even <laughs> as I'm sitting here, I'm like. Oh yeah, we saw Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. we saw Spider Man, but that was like, oh, that was five days ago. Who yeah. can possibly remember that? Um, you know, I like that Spider Man. Sort of, I gave, like I said, I gave Ubisoft uh, credit earlier in the show for showing long, unbroken chunks of gameplay, and mm -hmm. we got a long look at Spider Man that, um, you know, it's sort of confirmed where every, you know, I feel like every gamers everywhere collectively were like, yep, looks great. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, let's go. Like, I don't really need to know much more than that. Um, so, um, very, very excited for Spider-Man. I mean, no nothing's going to eclipse Starfield as my game of the show. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but I thought Spider-Man and Final Fantasy VII Remake, what was it, Rebirth? Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't think it's a spoiler at this point that it was a little bit of a spoiler for Final Fantasy VII Remake when it was sort of revealed it's not actually a remake, but it's in another timeline and it's sort of a different, it almost kind of follows the events of Final Fantasy VII and they seem to be really leaning into that for Rebirth and the twists on this story and how it's going to be different this time around than it was the first time around. Um, you know, it's almost like the, the sort of time travel Avengers endgame of Final Fantasy VII and that to me is just so clever and so smart. Mm -hmm. And what a clever way to like tell this story again, but then still keep people on the hook of like, you don't know if events are gonna play out the same way. Yeah. And they really seem to be leaning into that with this trailer for Rebirth of how things are different than they were last time around. And to me, that's like, it, 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 it turns something that I was not that excited about to being like, oh my God, this is perfect. Like, yeah. I, you know, I loved it. So, um, and then the open world stuff looks obviously really gorgeous too. So. Um, you know, for me, those are my big three coming out of this event is um, is Starfield, Final Fantasy, and Spider-Man. Cool. Matt, how about you? As the, as the dust settles, what are you looking forward to playing over the next year or so? <clears throat> I think, yeah, I think definitely, like, all I have, all eyes on Starfield for me, you know? Like, they, they came in, they really had to make this one work, and they really had to convince people that Starfield is everything that we were waiting for, and they, they delivered, they showed it off, and now... All I can really think about is like, I don't even remember the release dates for the other games. All I know is September, <laughs> yeah. Starfield. And I like September's actually kind of soon, yeah. right? Like there's always, there's an art totally. to like, you know, if it was like the last week in November, I'd be like, oh, it's kind of far away. But like September's like right around the corner. Yeah, it'll be here before we know it. 
Um, for me, it's also it's a Starfield mm -hmm. in, in September. And then in October, there's a bunch of games coming out. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man 2, uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage, which I'll definitely play. There's Lords of the Fallen, which we didn't see. That was missing. Um, but I think the game I'm most looking forward to in October is a game that we haven't mentioned yet, and that's Alan Wake 2. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. New They're going full survival horror. And it's out during Halloween season, which is always fun. But missing the target. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Missed the target. There's a Friday the 13th. He will not yeah. let this go. I yeah. love it. Yeah, that's the other hill I'm going to die on. That <laughs> in perfect dark. I thought the Alan Wake 2 gameplay went pretty hard. Like, I, got, I, don't, I don't know what people expected, but for my expectations, I was like, whoa, damn. All right. Like, it, 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 it really wowed me. I mean, I'm not a big survival horror guy, but, um, you know, it was, it was a great yeah. showing. Yeah, this game looks super cool. The the foliage is so dense in the forest that you're exploring here, and the the leaves blowing on the ground. There's just so many nice little details. It's a very very pretty. It's game. horrifying. The the, yeah. the lighting is so good, and it'll be. It, it's using the Resident Evil formula, I'm so which excited. I think is. It really is. Cool. Yeah, it does seem like they are have taken some inspiration from modern mm -hmm. Resident Evil games. And then there's a. I think they call it a wound system. <clears throat> so when you shoot enemies, they're the fabric of their clothes will fly up, their skin will, will fall off and break Ooh. apart, and it gets pretty gory, Gross. which I like. I love all that stuff. And then, Sam, do you know there's a Mind Palace gameplay mechanic? <laughs> no, what You're, is it? You see, you play as two different characters this time, and uh, the FBI detective, Saga, she can go into her Mind Palace and look at the, she has like a clues board where she's oh. like trying to solve the mystery of the case, and you can sort of associate different clues together and try to. So that's like puzzle like when they try to put Batman detective stuff in the game. They're like, well, you got to remember, this is not just a shooty detective; it's a detective detective. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To solve something. Yeah, um, and then you play. There's some sort of a way that you play two different characters, and and you, you have control in the over the order that you play them. Both have their own story. You can just sort of choose to jump back and forth. I think at certain points. So. They're doing some interesting stuff with it. It looks awesome. It looks spooky. I'm totally on board with this. Matt, does this do anything for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm glad you brought it up. Like, I love survival horror games. I really like the first Alan Wake. I really love Control. Um, like, I was a big proponent for when we made that our game of the year nice. several years back. Uh, I'm so excited for Alan Wake, too. They are, they are speaking my language with all the, like, true survival horror stuff, you know? And it's not just the, the Mind Palace thing, you know? It is the limited ammo, the, mm -hmm. the you're really struggling for health kind of stuff. You have to find limited light sources to keep safe. Like, all that stuff I'm, I'm so down for. Yeah. There was, uh, there's also in September, there is Mortal Kombat 1. Which is going to be a huge game. Oh yeah, um, and we got you know we saw got got to see some really fun fatalities in that, and they introduced a new cameo mechanic where you choose a second you know assist fighter to come in and join him. Do you think though that because it's such a known quantity that it's it's kind of like Assassin's Creed Mirage, where you're like, okay, that looks fun, I'll play that, but it's a little bit less exciting than some of the other new games. I mean, I like that it's a reboot, and I like that the, and not that I'm like deeply invested in Mortal Kombat lore, but yeah. like, you know, how many times can we see like, you know, Sub-Zero and Scorpion, like, oh, they're mortal enemies, and they've told that story 10 times now, and then like, these twists of like characters that were enemies are now brothers, and like, it actually seems to be doing a reboot in an interesting way of like, you know, remixing, um, you know, and I'm only talking about the story because I'm not a fighting game guy, so I, like, I can't speak to like, the gameplay details that we saw, um, but, um, you know, it felt like the right way to do a reboot to me and sort of freshen up a franchise that's been around, gosh, what, I don't know, 30 years? Yeah. So, um, you know, and had the same still as Ed Boon at the helm. It's incredible. Yeah. I'm definitely excited for it. It looks great. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've been here over the past week covering all these big announcements. I haven't gotten Justin's take on this one yet. I need to know what Justin thought of uh, Pal World. 
<laughs> I mean, the give the Pokemon guns game. It's impossible. Like the trailer is so, and like they knew what they were doing with that trailer, <laughs> oh, yeah. right? Of like these moments of like these cute, cuddly animals, and then there's that hammer drop moment <laughs> of like I think it's like a chain gun. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's hilarious. Like it looks incredible. Um, how can you not? And like, what a logline for like Pokemon with guns. Like, okay, got it. Yep. Understood. Mission accomplished. <laughs> like, there's what? What more do you need to know? Oh, nothing. Well, how about there is some more to it though, Justin. Are you aware? You can send the your pals to work in a factory. Oh. You can put them to work for you. Good. You can also. These is the these are the words of the developers. These are not my words. Sure. You can slaughter them and <laughs> eat them. However, eating them is illegal. Mm. You always have to, I always but miss. You can do it. We got a little <laughs> bit, I always think it's really charming at E3 or settings like this where sometimes you have stuff translated from Japanese and then those, there's always a little bit of like stiltedness of like, yeah. sometimes you're not sure if the translation's coming through literally, but yeah. it's like, I have to take them at face value. Yep. Like, yes, you can slaughter them. There they are. The machine, the guns are just coming out the factory <laughs> line right there. Well, and then I'm what? sure. Uh. <laughs> and I'm sure there's some kind of like moral conundrum of like, yes, you could send them to work in the factory, but and it's like, nah, I have no problem with it. No, no. That's what you like. I'm in charge of this land. And so, in, in some respects, it is good that Nintendo didn't make it to the summer game announcement season because they didn't see this. So it's now it'll still come out. <laughs> yeah. There's a single a single tear runs yeah. down Miyamoto's face. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Uh, it, 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 is this a video game that, uh, you know, a big mass of hundreds of thousands of people are going to download and play and enjoy? I don't know. I mean, but I'm glad, play, maybe, yeah. I'm glad it exists. I am glad it exists, too. Uh, we're just about a minute away before we hand you over to the, to the Xbox Extended Showcase. Matt, what's your take on Power World? Uh, 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 <laughs> you know what? Pass. I don't want to say anything. Hard pass. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, make sure you stay tuned after the showcase. We'll be breaking down uh, our, all of our reactions to all the gameplay that we got to see. Uh, I want to quickly mention one game that I'm excited for uh, that's coming out early next year, and that is Prince of Persia The Lost Crown. Yes. That was a pleasant surprise for me out of Summer Game Fest. Prince of Persia going Metroidvania. Justin, does that seem like it's something you want to play? Yeah, I mean, I went from skeptical, like, I went on a full arc of like, mm, I don't know, but then they showed the extended gameplay and that really sold me on it at Ubisoft. Um, I thought it was awesome. I thought it did a really good job of bringing the time manipulation back in, which has yeah. become a part of Prince of Persia lore. So really clever, really well done. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that. And it has a release date in, I want to say it's January 18th, early next year. All right, the showcase is starting in about a minute now, but don't forget, we've got a new episode of Next Gen Console Watch immediately afterwards to weigh in on which console's lineup is looking the most promising. And hey, if you haven't yet, check out IGN Rewards. It's where you can get access to exclusive giveaways, discounts, beta invites, game codes, in-game items, and more. Join today and get a one-time 10% discount code for almost everything in the IGN store. Justin, does that include GameScoop gear? Yes. Yes. Head to IGN.com slash IGN Rewards and become a part of the IGN community. All right, it looks like the showcase is about to start. Everybody enjoy the show and we'll see you on the other side. And we're back. While this is of course a very special Summer of Gaming episode of GameScoop, I could not in good conscience deliver an episode to Scoop Nation without 20 questions. So we have reconvened uh, to do a, a pickup for just the 20 questions segment. You're welcome, Scoop Nation. Sam Claiborne is still <laughs> here. Now I'm joined by Nick Lamone. How's it going? LA Studio with us. And Seth Macy joins us from the great state of Maine. Seth. Absolutely. Glad uh, to be here. We were still like, here, Damon says. Still here. That's still how I feel here. after these long weeks of summer of gaming. Yeah. Well, well, what a week it was. The dust has settled now. Uh, we're on the backside of that, although you know, more things will be happening. And maybe next week, maybe something Nintendo-ish will be happening. We'll see. Um, 
Dun dun dun. Before we get to, dun, 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 before we get into video game twenty questions, before the questioning begins, since we've got some fresh faces in here, I need to get Nick's and Seth's highlights from not E three week. Nick, let's start with you. What stood out to you? Everyone already knows what it is. It's the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth reveal. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You, Jeff ended his show with it because he knew he knew that's how you end a show, <laughs> and by God, it he did it. That was. A fantastic showing for uh, the next chapter of the remake saga of Final Fantasy VII, and what a look indeed! We gotta we gotta look at the area just outside Midgar on the way to Junon. Very hyped for what we saw, and a lot more uh, timeline shenanigans going on. So it's nice to see that they're still treading that water. Yeah, um, Sam was excited about that one too. Not you're not disappointed at all that it slipped into 2024 into next year. I mean, that's, I kind of assumed it would be like a, a fiscal winter. So it'd be like, okay, either December, early February kind of type. So I, it's kind of what I expected. Yeah. Not, not disappointed though. I know a lot of... I love, I like January, uh, February games these days. I think it's really healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's coming out in January. Well, I guess this just early 2024. Is that right? What is it? Yeah, early 2024. Okay, and Seth, I know we haven't gotten, uh, there was not a Nintendo Direct last week, but uh, what was sort of the highlight of not E3 for you? Ooh, uh, I mean, I think I, well, we could do two questions and okay. everyone would be able to guess. It was when they showed the Flight Simulator update. For oh, yeah. <laughs> you I stood was literally up. screaming. I think it's on our TikTok, me like screaming in excitement <laughs> at mm-hmm. the Sky Crane. <laughs> the Sky Crane. Yeah. Cool. It's a pretty cool crane. You can build antennas with it. Are you gonna drive? You're gonna fly the whatever the dune, the orthocopter, orthocopter. Yeah, that's actually a different update. That's just like a new plane that they're adding to it. uh, I think this summer in conjunction with the movie. But the 2024 update is like a huge, just a bunch of new aircraft, uh, like the Beluga, the world's largest cargo plane. I mean, you could put (laughs) another plane inside of it. How cool? (laughs) Who could resist that, that charm? So let me get this straight. A helicopter lifts up a piece of an antenna and hovers it over a base of an antenna, mm-hmm. and then humans just were like, just like, kind of like grab it and, and tack it down. That seems so unsafe. No, there's a lot of expertise there, a lot of finesse. Um, we'll yeah. see. It we'll probably, see it's probably, probably is it. like one of the top ten most dangerous jobs in the world. <laughs> but. I, I was I just in the can't same. Believe that that's the way they do it. I was in the same room with Seth when that happened, and he, I can confirm, he stood up and cheered. And then the second I saw the uh, sat the uh, antenna building, I was like, that's how they make those things? Yeah, I know. It's incredible. <laughs> okay, so uh, Flight Simulator, Simulator 2024. Was there another one, Seth? Another uh, highlight of the yeah. show? I actually I played there Remnant. Oh, no, no, I said you could. I said two questions, and you could probably guess it, Got so... It. Yeah, no, it looks awesome. Um, I'm super stoked on that. Um, See, Seth is in the 20 questions mindset already. Right? <laughs> Does the main character wear a hat? Sometimes, <laughs> actually, yes. By law. Now, important question, Seth. Behind you, is that Stun Racer? Stun Runner, uh, I mean? No. No. What is that it? That is uh, F-Zero X running F-Zero on X. Nintendo 64. Gotcha. Beautiful. Do you have the component cable running? Oh, it's a, uh, I see no, it's 64, not at a GameCube. Sorry. Yeah, no, I don't have that. I have that's just It's not GX, it's X. No, it's just X. And I but still it's like, my wasn't friend. that game high frame rate or something on those? Yeah, it's like sixty FPS on yeah. the that's crazy. On the N sixty four, which is yeah, it is crazy because then when they put it on Switch, it was like eight FPS. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Cool. Bit of a mess. 
All right, then that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Aaron, who is from Dallas, Texas. Aaron says, just found the podcast recently. I work the night shift, and you guys definitely help the time move faster. With that, let the questioning begin. Was it released in the 70s, 80s, or 90s? Yes. Oh, man. (laughs) It's a good thing. It's healthy for us. I'm useless when it it comes to 70s. Was it a console exclusive game? No, not to console exclusive. Multiple console. Did this appear in cartridge format first? Yes. Ah, so not an arcade port. Was it a licensed uh, game? Yes. Ooh. I'm thinking you annoyed. <laughs> mm. To be fair, you're always thinking you annoyed. <laughs> I am. I'm looking at you. You ruined right pizzas. Now. Wasn't Cool Spot on multiple consoles too? <laughs> yes, pizzas. it was. Mm-hmm. Very different game on NES and Genesis, though. Mm-hmm. Um. Think, uh, okay, was this uh, on NES? No, that's five. Was this was the character of this game the mascot for a food item? No. <laughs> so it wasn't Chester Cheetah's something something. Either. Oh, that game is real, real bad. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Was and this... I, can, I can name a third food mascot game, McMit Kids. Well, it, that, but, but that was it's, on it's, NES. But it's not a food tr- mascot. I know. I'm just. I just wanted to challenge myself. I mean, maybe it's like a like a Disney one, like a like a Mickey's Castle of Illusion type. Is this yeah. based on an animated movie or TV show? No. Oh my gosh. Hmm. Maybe it's Cliffhanger for Sega CD. Oh, but that was <laughs> only on CD, right? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, Maybe like Jurassic Park. Hmm. Is the is the license which one property? Uh, wait. Yeah. Is the license property a movie? Yes. Is the license property a sci-fi movie? No. Damn. You know what I think it is? I think it's that Wayne's World game for Super NES. Yeah. Or the mask. <laughs> it's a. <laughs> Such great, or is it, it, I was, it's Damon, definitely not the you, home improvement game, which is a bummer. But hell yeah, Damon, do you like the movie this is based on? Yes, that's, <laughs> that's ten. All right, smoking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe it's Judge Dredd. It's not a bad one. It, it is a bad one. Um, <laughs> Young me remembered it being fine. <laughs> maybe it's just super, super Star Wars. Mm. <laughs> no, because it's not sci-fi, right? Mm. I mean, Damon always says that Star Wars is not sci-fi. This We, had, we just had this oh, okay. problem. We just I, had this problem. I, I was, all, I was also going right. to say Star Wars is not sci-fi. Did this place a long, does this, did this take place a long time ago? The setting of this game? No. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Mm, it's not. It's not the Karate Kid because that was on NES. Right. <clears throat> it's not Terminator Two. That was the worst. One of the worst games. In the NES. But he likes the movie though, so it might be Terminator Two. Or Predator Two. It's like top one movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool pinball machine. It's very simplistic now, but it's really fun. 
It's a great arcade machine too. It's just the game inside of it is terrible, but the machine is, it, is what, eleven? Is um, so it two Uzis? Yeah, and they use the those like knocker things from a pinball table oh, yeah, inside, yeah. so you get force feedback. That's cool. Is this based on an R-rated film? Do you guys hear Nick's question? Is it based on an R-rated film? Yes. <sighs> but not a sci-fi film. Nope. Maybe it's No Escape, the game. What's an R-rated? What's an Van, R-rated? Like Van Damme stuff or Kung Fu? Did Van Damme have any games? Though? Was there like a Running Man <laughs> Is that game? Hard target. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me look at my VHS collection. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, maybe it's. Uh, uh man, everything has a sci-fi tinge when I when I yeah. look back. Mm. Is this a shooty game? Yes. Isn't the Rambo game bad? But there was a I mean, Rambo game. Yeah, but I wouldn't say that that was a that would be a, there's an NES Rambo game, so I think it there's, yeah, there's like an NES and an Xbox 360 Rambo game. Mm. But that's Rated thinking along R, the that's right what's track. Really giving me difficulty here is the, the r rating was this on was this available for the super nintendo yes okay so we know it made it past nintendo's filter maybe it was lawnmower man no that's sci-fi no that's uh, that's like pg-13 maybe it's bram stoker's dracula dracula is a good one was that rated r though that that is rated r yeah really? the pinball machine okay. should be rated uh, r it has obnoxious is there a dracula in this game no. <laughs> ah, and that's 15. Oh, man. This is great. I love this 20 questions. I don't think we're going to get it, but I love it. Because <laughs> uh, everything I keep thinking of is is is. Should we just ask you if it's a horror game? Because it could be some horror thing that I'm not thinking of right now. Yeah, I think that's a good, a good question. Is this a horror game? No. Or based on a horror movie? Whoa. No. Well, it's shooty, though, right? Hmm. Yeah, that that is a little. It's more. Maybe it's total. Or sorry, last action hero. Is that rated R? Was there? I a, think they kind of gave gave things R ratings for the hell of it back then. <laughs> what other Cameron movies were there from that era? It's it's really just goes Alien to there was no there was no True Lies movie right? right or True Lies video game. <laughs> what about Commando? No, it, Did Commando I think have there a, is game? a True Lies game? Mm. Commando definitely. That's early though, right? I so. feel, yeah, that's I, an '80s. Uh, but I feel like well, we I'm, are. I'm seriously. I'm going to look at my VHS collection now. I think yeah, we're in the you're... right There's tone like... of game, though. Yeah, like, like sweaty buff guys with big guns. What if it's something ridiculous? Like Platoon had a game. <laughs> oh, that yeah. is true. But that was an NES. That it's was an NES, NES though. Game. So it, it has. To, it could NES be something game. a little bit later than that. You know, like something. You're just like, why does this? You know, <laughs> apocalypse now this. for Super Nintendo. <laughs> there's like there's like Bond games and. Oh man, I don't know if this is going to be like a game we popularly remember. I think it's going to be easier easier to identify by the. Um, what about Waterworld? Is that sci-fi? That's sci-fi, right? Yeah, that's sci-fi. I'm pretty sure that's PG-13. I just know the Virtual Boy game, and it is glorious. Oh, I bet. Also Movies. a good pinball machine. Really? That's exciting. I mean, it's good because it's weird to play and find, and when you find it, you're like, wow, there's a Waterworld pinball machine. I wouldn't want to, you know, play it every day. But I think this could be more know. like... Funny, like Lethal Weapon or something, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess we could ask, like, is it an action? Is it based on an action movie? What yeah, are we what up to, Damon? We not. To... Then it would have to you be have, Wayne's World. You have three questions and a guess left. We still have Wayne's World on the table, except for the shooty, right? Maybe what is Wayne's if, World. What if, movie? what if we ask Hold for on, like? No. What if we ask like? <laughs> uh, is it based on a comedy? Because then that could really differentiate us from the action genre that we're kind of in. Wayne's World's PG thirteen. <laughs> uh, and we know it's not animated, right? Correct. And what about superhero movies? <gasps> Wait a minute. Like Spawn. What if it's Cool World? That was an animated movie that was trying to be like a, a grown-up version. He said it's version. not animated. Oh, it's not, but it's partially like. But I Brad feel like Pitt Damon wouldn't that like that movie though, because that's a bad movie. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. <laughs> I've or never seen that? Cool World. What nobody, just nobody likes Cool, cool World. World. Hmm. You're saying that it is animated. <sighs> It is know, right before that. I, I had a guess. Oh. I can't remember what it was. Have we mentioned this uh, movie yet? Yes. Oh no! <laughs> I think I just mentioned it, but now I forgot what it was. I said True Lies. I said Commando. I said uh, what other sweaty gun man games are there? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, a uh, Spawn. What about superhero stuff? But we, we haven't mentioned Spawn with, yet. With, more superhero stuff. Is there a spawn game based on the movie? Yeah, it's a fighting game. Mm-mm. This is a shooting game, though, remember. Mm, I don't know. There's two FBI agents in that that shoot things. I think, <laughs> <laughs> we... I think we it might it be is... true lies. Yeah, I don't I can't picture what the game is. I don't I don't that felt like a, a movie that would have got a game adaptation that I have no yeah, idea what it looks like. Should we just ask if Arnold Schwarzenegger is well, in the which, movie? Well, let me, let me, like, what about this? Is that movie, would you call that, like, funny? It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what Some I think, goofs. too. So maybe we should ask if this movie's funny, but that's kind of a Damon answer <laughs> we can waver on. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Is this movie funny? Yes. <laughs> it's true. Then it has to be true lies. <laughs> and we have two questions and a guess or just one question and Was a there guess? One question and a guess. Was there a Beverly Hills right. cop game? <laughs> yeah. No, that would have uh, been an 80s anyway. Uh, okay. was, this based on a, was this based on a Schwarzenegger feature? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, well uh, it's, do we, so we, have we mentioned any others? <laughs> <laughs> I've said Commando and True Lies, and you said Commando is 80s, so it has to be True Lies. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it, which is crazy to me. It is crazy. It is, is totally crazy. True is it true lies? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Yes. Yes. This oh, dude, this looks so bad. This looks. This looks great. Are you kidding me? Look at that sprite. It's actually pretty good, and it's. I like. It's very uh, bloody. Like when you shoot enemies, blood splatter. Really? Everywhere. Yeah. This re- it reminds me of um, the the Die Hard game. Remember that? For NES, totally yeah, corny. I can see that. It reminds NES, me of the yeah. Jurassic Park game for Super Nintendo. Same perspective. Yeah, it kind of looks like somebody made Resident Evil One. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Schwarzenegger's the... characteristic waddle. <laughs> <laughs> I like his uh, his digitized face in the co- bottom corner of the screen. Is he just being a detective right now? What's happening? Yeah. I, I want to know. Does his face get go. like? Is it like Newcom or the Doom guy? Does his face yeah. get bloodier Whoa. and bloodier Whoa, if he cool. loses health? Yeah, pixel blood. I, I I wish that would happen. Like <laughs> like, like he just gets black and blue and missing teeth and stuff. 
I love that. That's so cool when That'll that happens in that game. That's a great that reload animation. Are you kidding me? Look at that reload <laughs> animation. There. It's so He's sick. He's trying to support his family while he goes to school. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a good movie. That is cool. It's a great movie. Yeah. It's one that I haven't seen it in many years. Decades. It's the last... It made Florida Keys look pretty interesting. <laughs> it, it finally got like a proper HD release semi-recently uh, on streaming oh, nice. platforms. You can watch it on Max. There you so go. you can really tell those dogs are rubber now? <laughs> <laughs> so that was published by Acclaim. Wow. That tracks. Famous. Uh, this famous. came with no comment from the writer besides I have a night shift in Texas. Because like, <laughs> there's got to be a story behind Says this. They, uh, they have fond memories of playing True Lives as a six and seven-year-old kid. What the wow. heck? <laughs> Damon, did, did you rent this one, Damon? Uh, I, I must have because I didn't own it. Oh, look at that roll. That's it's incredible. Also, yeah, like, this kind of looks like uh, contemporary uh, dungeon crawling games, huh? Yeah. Yeah. This cool. game, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. It and, just follows the plot of the movie. And then it was developed that, by Beam Software. Oh, Beamsoft, yeah. Beam. Which is, they're, they Beam. were Australian. They're not around anymore. But they also did... So, Sam, they did the Back to the Future games on NES. Both oh, of God, them. those are so bad. The second one is combined. Back I to know. the Future's two they did, and three. Both of those. They did Bad Street Brawler. Uh, we had Tilty Plane. <laughs> this is, I mean, this See, spoilers. we don't even need new Microsoft-like look, simulator updates. Look how realistic this looks. the game. All right, so watch this. They, sh- they fire off the rockets, just like in the movie, and here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. You're fired. You're fired. Ah, oh, ah, that would have given me nightmares, that final still right there. <laughs> the guy oh, flying cool. towards yeah. my camp. Wow, these digitized stills yeah. are perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Weren't these it. really expensive to do? That's true lies. Uh, Beamsoft also did the Star Wars game on NES, and they did Family Feud, Sam. Wow. Wow. I think we need a Game Scoop credit roll that looks just like this. <laughs> you're, you're fired. You're um, fired. I, I love Family Feud for NES. I love yeah. it. It's really fun. Yeah. Is it with Richard Dawson? Uh, I don't know. Um, but it, it, it's, you know, it, it's guessing consumer products and you know, <laughs> stars and stuff from like whatever year it was, 80, it's early, it's like 88 or something. And uh, it's, you know, it's hard for me. I was, you know, very, very young then. It's it's extremely funny to get in the mindset though. Like the consumer products are the best thing. It's like, you know, what's something sweet you'd like on your shelf? And it's like, it's it's insane. You know, it's like, it's like Keebler fudge something, you know, it's like, what? <laughs> I don't, <laughs> Jello people really pops. go crazy for those, you know? <laughs> I know they exist. I've, I've had them, but, you know. The other, Famous uh, Amos cookies. The other game I wanted to call out that Beamsoft did was uh, Riders of Rohan for MS-DOS. That sounds badass. I know, right? Yeah. I'll have to look that up. That sounds like a uh, JRR token base. Can we watch game. the credits yeah. roll on that one? <laughs> <laughs> well, nicely job. Thank you for the suggestion, Aaron in Dallas, Texas. Viewers, listeners, if you have your own suggestions for Video Game 20 questions, email them to me at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. And that is finally all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you to Nick and Seth for joining us for this very special 20 questions. I love it when you guys get on the 20th question. Oh, it's mm-hmm. very exciting. Is this going to be a drama? Uh, is this going to be a standalone? No, joint, I'm just going to like add it to the end up. of the full episode. Okay. Um, all right, we shall return next week. That's all the scoops we have for you this week. 
Thank you to Tom working behind the scenes to make this 20 questions segment possible. My name is Damon, this is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. I take it back. Cool. Maybe I am good at this game. Oh, and I'm, <laughs> yeah. I forgot to mention, yeah, I forgot to mention you, were slandering, you were slandering both Rambo and Platoon on NES, but both of those games have great music. Both of them. Oh, I, yeah. I, I yeah, thought yeah, the Platoon game music, was like kind of critically like acclaimed to some extent. No, like people were, so thought no it was it's like total surprising. garbage. Oh, okay. It's, Just it, music. You can't tell. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwein, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwein, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.